0: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. <laughs>
1: It's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, Batman and Robin wish fervently but vainly for the presence of Superman. As, in imminent peril of their lives, they dangle from the pontoon of a speeding amphibian plane high above the Pacific Ocean.
0: Hang on tight, Robin. I am, but but this wind is pretty strong. Uh Uh-oh. What's the matter, Batman? Feels like the pilot's trying to shake us off. And if he does, we're a pair of dead pigeons.
2: Gang, do you know that if you live to be 70 or over, chances are you'll spend at least 20 of those years asleep. Do you know that seven out of those 70 years will be spent walking and playing and sports? That five months of your life will be taken up in tying shoelaces and seven years going to the movies or the theater? What more, one whole year will be spent gabbing on the telephone. And furthermore, if you live to be 70, you'll probably spend two and a half of those years eating and another two and a half chewing gum. And just for the record, you'll be kept waiting for three years and spend four hours a year wiping your nose. Well, now, how do you like that? Pretty strange, isn't it, to see our everyday doings boiled down to cold mathematics? But one thing is good about cold mathematics, it helps us to see things clearly. After all, if you spend 20 years sleeping, just to give an example, you'll want to make sure you get the most out of the rest of the time when you're awake. And one way to make that part of your life the best possible is to have good friends. Too many of us take our friends for granted, or just don't bother taking the time to make friends. Yet anyone who has ever had a real good pal can vouch for the fact that there's no one better than a fellow or girl who sticks by you through thick and thin. The people who are lucky enough to have such friends are also smart enough to know that friendship can't be based on such unimportant things as the amount of money a fellow has or the kind of house he lives in or the church or synagogue he goes to or where his folks came from. They don't bother wrinkling their brains over such trifles. Instead, they make and keep good friends. How about all of us doing the same and having the time of our lives?
1: And now... The Adventures of Superman! (laughs) Deadly radioactive diamonds which are being smuggled into the United States and endangering the entire nation are the objects of a desperate hunt by Superman, the famous Batman and Robin, and the police. While Superman searches every inch of Metropolis for an agent of the smuggling gang, Batman and Robin followed a clue to Shanghai, China, where they caught up with a leader of the gang named Roger Kilburn, whose headquarters were in a houseboat on a river. In the furious fight which followed, Kilburn escaped, and had almost reached the shore when Batman and Robin sighted him and dove into the river after him. <laughs> Swimming the river, the dynamic duo scrambled up a steep bank in the darkness. Now on a narrow road, flanked by the Black River on one side and the woods on the other, they see the bucky white-garbed Kilfern far ahead, escaping in a swiftly drawn rickshaw. Look,
0: Robin, there goes Kilfern in that rickshaw. I see him, Batman. Come on, after him. All right. Can you see how many guys are pulling his cart? Just one. If they got a good start. We'll get him. Well, well, listen. Save your breath and Run. Come on. Hey, I don't see Kilfren anymore. You will. As soon as we make that turn in the road, we're gaining on him. Now. Wait a minute. Hold up, Robin. What, what's the matter? What are we stopping for? Kilfren isn't on the road. Well, then he must be up ahead someplace. Look, you take the river side of the road. I'll take the wood side. Keep moving ahead. And keep your eyes still for the rickshaw. Now, let's go. How you doing, Robin? Okay. But I could use a brighter moon, Batman. Pretty dark. Well, you'll have to get along with the moon we have. I suppose so. So far, I can see nothing but a lot of black river and some lightning bugs. How about you? Yeah, same here. I hate to admit it, Tappy, but I think the fat gent gave us a slip. Wait a minute. I see something. Slow down. What do you see? Where? Over there. The edge of the woods. Come on. Follow me. Here we are. Look, Robin. A rickshaw. Yeah. An empty one.
1: Joe Fern and his rickshaw boy ditched it here and...
0: And took to the woods. Oh, brother. Now we'll really have a sweet time finding him. Yeah, yeah, I'm afraid so. Wait a minute, Robin. Robin, there's a trail here. There is? Yeah. See? It goes through the woods. Hey, what's that? Sounds like a plane engine. A plane engine? Yeah. Straight ahead and up this trail. But... But a plane in the woods hugging that be? I don't know, but we're going to find out. Step on it, Robin. Uh, step on it yourself. I'm breathing down your neck. Great Lucifer. Look. Holy oh, smokes. An airstrip out in the woods. Yeah. And that's Kilburn climbing into a plane. Come on, boy. We've got to stop him before he gets away. <laughs> I'm afraid we're too late. Maybe not. But the plane is starting to take off. How are we going to... The pontoon. Latch onto it. What? Yeah, we've got to. We can't lose Kilfer. But they're taking off. We can't make it. Quick. Jump and grab the pontoon. Okay, Patty. Here I go. We made
3: it, Robin. We're hanging on. Yeah, but for how long?
1: Hurling themselves through the air, Batman and Robin seize the steel support of the amphibian's pontoon and are borne aloft. Dangling from their precarious position, as they cling for life, the plane zooms out over Shanghai Harbor, still climbing. Then straightens out and heads out over the dark, endless sea far below. As the wind rips at them, striving to tear them from their dangerous perch, Batman and Robin each slip a leg over the pontoon. Then, straining desperately against the rushing wind, pull themselves to a sitting position and there lash themselves with their ropes. But then suddenly,
0: what's the matter, Batman? Feels like the pilot is trying to shake us off. Christ, we're Columbus. We're dead pigeons. Don't be too sure. You may not be able to because we're lashed on. Oh, boy. He's helping. Well, so far, so good. Ah, you stopped trying, Batman. Well, That's a relief. Say, where do you suppose Kilpren and company are headed for? For the island he spoke of, I hope. You mean the one where he said the radioactive diamonds come from? Uh-huh. Kilpren knows he can't use Shanghai at the shipping point anymore. Now we're on to him, so he's... What the... Hang on, Robin. I...
3: I am... I
0: think I think we hit an air pocket. The weather's getting rougher too. We better save our breath and just hang on. Yeah, this this is getting pretty rugged. How are you doing, Robin? I'm stiff as a board, thank you, but I'm glad that storm blew out. Hey, hey, look, Batman! I see land up ahead. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Robin. Looks as if it might be an island. That's what it is, all right. Seems to be a funny hump on it. Uh-oh, we're starting down. Yeah. You, you think that's children's island? Could be. We're heading down to it, all right. Get your rope untied, Robin. Hurry. Check. got it. The stern got the knot wet. Hurry up and get it untied. If we're still on this perch when the plane sits down, that's all, brother. You're telling me... Ah, there, I've got it. Good. Now get set now. For what? We're going to make sure the plane is going to land on the island. And if it does, we'll bail out into the sea. Yes, yeah, me. At this height and speed, and without parachutes, that's suicide. We're pretty good acrobats, Robin. If we go in head first or feet first, we'll have a chance. Some chance. If I were an insurance agent, I'd never write a policy for you, Batman, or for me. Cut the kid.
3: Now
0: get ready. All set, Tubby. Okay. Now hold it till I give the word, and then let's go and pray. Don't worry. Okay. Now, let's go, Robin.
1: Releasing their holds, Batman and Robin plummet down toward the black sea and rushing surf far below, tumbling wildly, head over heels as they fall. We'll be back in a moment for the startling climax of today's episode. Oh, so keep listening.
2: In one of their shows, gang, the famous funny men, Olsen and Johnson, used to play a little trick on their audience. In a darkened theater, they'd suddenly announce that a lot of spiders had broken loose. Then suddenly, little objects would start dropping from the ceiling into the orchestra and balcony. People would scream and wiggle around until the house lights went up again. Then they'd sit back and look sheepishly at each other, for they'd see that what they imagined were spiders were nothing but little beans. They were all taken in by what we call the power of suggestion. And that same power of suggestion... Can be used by unscrupulous individuals in a way that's far from harmless. Because just as imagination can make beans feel like spiders, so can prejudice give a wholly false impression of people. So when anyone tries to tell you that another individual is inferior or not to be trusted simply because he has a slight accent or because of the manner in which he worships God, it's time to turn lights on the truth revealed by science, which tells us that there is no master race, that no group has a monopoly on intelligence or good looks or honesty or charm. By meeting and observing all kinds of people yourself, you'll learn that in the really important things, they're no different from you. They want to make friends like you do and enjoy the blessings of living in a free land like you do. When you can see that for yourself, gang, you won't let the power of suggestion play tricks on you. (laughs)
1: And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Landing in the sea near an unknown island, Batman and Robin fought their way through a fierce surf. And now, as the first faint rays of the rising sun cast a thin light from the horizon, they wade out of the surf and up a pebbly beach. Above them, through thin, stunted trees and brush, they can make out three long, low houses like squat barracks, which are seemingly made of stone, but which gleam with a strange, iridescent glow. Before them, on a cleared strip of land rests Roger Kilfern's plane. And as Batman and Robin leave the beach and move cautiously through the sparse brush toward the strange buildings, three men step out from one of them. <coughs> In the faint light, they appear oddly
0: dressed and grotesquely hooded. Get back, Robin. Don't let them see us. Okay, Batman. Hey, what are those three guys wearing? It looks like deep sea diver suits. What's the idea? Search me and let... us Unless what? I just thought of something, Robin. This is the island where the radioactive diamonds come from. It must be. Then those fellows may be wearing those garments to protect themselves from radioactivity. Uh oh! You mean, you mean? I mean, if the diamonds are found here, this whole island may be radioactive, and we're being exposed to the rays. Maybe that's why I. I... And the men are starting down this way. Come on, Robin. Back to the beach. We'll swim around the island. And Robin, what are you sitting down for? What's the matter with you? Uh, I don't know, Batman. I, I feel awfully weak. Here, I'll give you a hand. Hey, hey! I'm starting to feel weak too. I can't stand up. Batman, there, there's an orange circle coming out on your forehead. What? Yes. Just like, like on the people in Metropolis. Hey, loser. there's one coming out on your forehead, too, Robin. It's the radioactivity. Oh, no. Yes, yeah. yeah, got it. Robin, I'm, I'm afraid we're, we're done for. <laughs>
1: Unable to move as the deadly radioactive rays steal the strength from their bodies, Batman and Robin can only wait helplessly for the approach of the three grotesquely garbed men. Don't miss tomorrow's thrill-packed episode, fellows and girls. Tune in same time, same station for Chapter 15 of The Secret of Meteor Island on The Adventures of Superman.
2: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. Watch for the Superman adventure serials soon to be shown at your local movie theater. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Adventure Parade, which follows in just a moment. And right after Adventure Parade, you'll hear Tom Mix and his Ralston straight shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.
4: Welcome back. Batman and Robin really deliver, and I know I rag on how much trouble there is with the radio version of Batman and Robin. Never quite able to get anything right, but finally they give them some uh, good material here, and they come through. So, very nicely done. I'm happy to kind of see them redeem themselves a little bit. Though they are knocked out, but with understandable uh, reason. I am going to be curious to see what the motive for this is. It can't be just profit if you're aware of the radioactivity problem. I mean, that just doesn't even make sense. It's like, are they trying to uh, intentionally unleash death on the populace? And for what reason? We will uh, find out on uh, Sunday. And uh, after all those commercials referencing the not the uh, Superman serial, I have finally finished listening to it, and I'll go ahead and share my thoughts. I don't have anything else on the program, so if you don't want to hear, this is your chance to just press the pause button. Okay, for everyone else, the Superman serial was a 15-part story that aired in movie theaters across the country On consecutive Saturdays. As Superman, I thought Kirk Allen did a really good job. I have to admit that of all the actors to play Superman, Allen is the one who I just have trouble buying uh, in the part from the physical appearance, but I think he really does overcome that in the film. He plays Superman a lot more than he does Clark Kent, at least compared to the radio show. Noel Neal, who would also uh, play Lois Lane on the TV series, played her in the serial. And her take on Lois Lane was still very competitive, but there was a little bit of a lighter touch about her. And she kind of more obviously swooned uh, for Superman compared to how she would play the role on the TV show. The big the problem with Lois as a character in this story is that she is a very clever character who does some really dumb things and does them with regularity. For example, in one uh, episode, she notices that the people who are examining the uh, scientific MacGuffin are not actually the right people and she goes ahead and makes a call, but she doesn't leave the same building. She calls with an earshot of the lab, and she is then trapped in a death trap in order to be rescued by Superman. When you get beyond this stuff where she's throwing herself into all these unnecessary dangers to set up cliffhangers, I think Noel Neal is probably the acting highlight of the story. Uh Tommy Bond plays Jimmy Olsen and... He's not bad, but he's a little bit too uh, goofy in the role. TV series, I think, would kind of get a better balance. Pierre Watkin plays uh, Perry White, and his performance is okay, but it's really, there's not a whole lot of life in it. Compared to what you get over radio or what you would get over television. He doesn't get uh, angry uh, a whole lot. More of an even keola and playfully messing around with the reporters rather than blowing his top. Probably the funniest thing with Perry White in this film is there is actually a Perry White fist fight. Which as far as I'm aware, in terms of, uh, TV or movie adaptations, I think that is the first and perhaps the only. Carol Foreman plays the villain, the Spider Lady, and she's decent, if a bit campy. You really do have to have the right attitude to watch this, and I think she does fit the story pretty well. In terms of the story uh, structure, it's a 15-parter, and if you saw the Batman 1949 serial, which was... Uh, Riff by Riff Tracks. This is a similar story in many ways, but I think overall it's a bit better. The first three parts are really more of an origin story for Superman. And you get to see a lot of first in this serial. Uh, The first real telling of what happened on Krypton. The first use of kryptonite. And I like the way that his Earth parents were portrayed. Does a great job of setting the stage. The rest is much more the typical serial uh story. And it does have a fault. Which is there's a lot of reputi- repetition. Uh The big issue is the spider lady wants to use a reducer ray to conquer the Earth. And to do that, she sets out to kidnap a scientist who invented the process but once she kidnaps him then she has to run have her men run all of these additional side missions in which jimmy and lois put themselves in deadly peril in order to thwart the side mission and get back to the spider lady's headquarters so the serial is kind of padded Although they did also have a Kryptonite plot thrown in there, and this is also the first time we get Kryptonite on screen. But there is quite a bit of repetition. I think you can divide it into two uh, issues. One is just the structure of the serial. It does tend to invite patty. But the second is the more challenging issue of Superman. Once you get past the Kryptonite episodes, there's not really a way to have a cliffhanger with Superman in peril. So it's got to be Jimmy and also Jimmy or Lois. Or the other, and more often it's Lois, has to be in life-threatening peril, for which the only hope is for Superman to rescue them. In one way, the radio show had an advantage in that while they had to have a cliffhanger, it didn't always require a daring resolution. Sometimes we're just learning another piece of information about a problem. But that was not how a movie series worked. To enjoy this, you kind of have to be willing to overlook the uh, padding that's there. The other thing that's interesting about this is how it portrays Superman's action, and the way that they do that is that when Superman changes and flies off into action, we see an animated figure moving through the sky, not Kirk Allen. I'm actually okay with it for the time. Because uh, portraying what Superman can do on the screen uh, is a challenge. And certainly, it was a big challenge back in 1948 to do that justice. So the animated is goofy, but it's okay, I think. Overall, I enjoyed the serial. It was the highest grossing serial in history. Uh, with a million dollars, which was a lot of money back in 1948, and would inspire another one. I think to enjoy it today, you have to be open to the film serial and willing to accept some of the uh, limitations of that particular uh, genre. Then I think you'll probably enjoy it. I'd probably give it about a 7 out of 10. Alright, well, that will do it for today. Join us back here on Sunday as we bring you part 15 in this story. If you do have a comment, send it to me, adam at adamsweb.us. And be sure and rate the show on iTunes. And also pick up your copy of the Powerhouse Heroic uh, Adventures Bundle, available as an ebook or an audiobook through audible.com in the iTunes Store. But from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.